On this week's episode, my special friend and guest is Stephanie Worrell. She is a highly sought-after senior consultant who combines her strengths in the areas of public relations, strategic planning, executive coaching, and motivational speaking to advise clients across the world, primarily in the areas of healthcare, technology, and education. And Stephanie and I have known each other for a really long time and we worked together way back in the way back when we very first started our businesses and she is just phenomenal. You are going to get some good nuggets from this podcast, uh, so stay tuned. But first, I need to tell you about DoorDash. If you don't already know about DoorDash, uh, it's a great way to support your local restaurants with safe no contact delivery and if you use my offer you can get $30 off or $10 off each of your orders for the first three orders when you sign up with my link go to peppershock.com offers and find my DoorDash link for you to get $30 for free if you're a first time user of DoorDash. I just love DoorDash when I don't want to cook or if we're in a hurry and we need to just get dinner right done and we can get it delivered. It's a way to support our locals that really need us right now, our local restaurants who need us. So go to peppershock.com offers and get yourself your link to DoorDash and get $30, otherwise $10 off each of your first three orders that you place. So that, and then I wanna tell you about my little marketing nugget of the week. So marketing essentials, the basics that you need in order to continue to build your brand and your bottom line. One of the things that we talk about is fun, fame, and fortune. So when we look for clients that we want to work with, right, uh, and then you can implement this into your business too, whatever it is that you do, are the new clients that you're looking for, are they going to be fun to work with? Is it going to be a good fit? Is it going to fit your culture? Is it going to be that these people that you're going to work with are the ones that are um, going to give you the fulfillment of being able to work for them and serve them? So fun. Fame. Are you going to be able to utilize this project or this client or this, you know, whatever it is that you're doing to be able to share the, the, the message and, you know, get those referrals because of the work that you're doing? So fame, right? Is it going to be a good fit for you to then be able to tell everybody else about what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it and what you're doing, right? Um, so that's the fame. And then fortune, is it going to make you a fortune? <laughs> or at least, are you going to be profitable? Is it going to be sustainable? Is it something that you're going to be able to continue uh, to build and make some, some money on, right? Um, even if you're a nonprofit, right? There's still, uh, you still have to mind your bottom line. And so fun, fame, and fortune, what can you do um, to, to find the right clients and think about how at least two of those maybe maybe all three would be amazing right uh just same thing as like better faster cheaper right you can only pick two because you, if you want something faster it may not be cheaper if you want something better it may not be faster um you get to pick two so same thing fun fame and fortune pick at least two if you get all three you're awesome and then same thing with better faster cheaper you get to pick two okay uh so there's my little marketing nugget of the week get the right people in your door, seek the right ones that are going to be where you want to be in your business. All right, without further ado, let's listen to Stephanie Worrell's interview. Welcome to Pepper Shock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now here's your host, 
Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen, and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community and co-founder of Peppershock Media. Today's guest is Stephanie Worrell, and Stephanie and I have been friends for a really long time, and we worked together way back in the way back. <laughs> and welcome to the show, Stephanie. Yeah, <laughs> How are you? Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, I remember Ray back in 2003 when you started your your company, and it's just been amazing to watch your journey. And I, I've we, I think we both watched each other have our children and not, not literally, yeah. <laughs> but you know, been through all those stages together. And so um, it's just really exciting to, to, it's been really a pleasure to watch everything you've done with Pepper Shock, you and your, your husband, Drew. So thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that we got to reconnect. You've, you've moved across the country to the other side. Yeah. And yep. you're there and you called it, you're, you're the mom, man, mom manager. What did you call uh, it? I'm a momager. I'm, I'm, I'm also, we're doing some other things, but uh, yes, we moved to, uh, about four years ago. Um, we moved out, we, to, well, we still have our home in Boise and my husband's still teaching at Bishop Kelly, but we moved out to bust and took a second, uh, an apartment. And so that my son could go to prep school out here so he could play hockey. Um, we were traveling all over the, like Canada, he was playing on a team in Utah, California, and was missing um, 20 days of school or more every year. And so he got recruited to come out to the New England area and play um, play hockey out here. And it's just been, it's been a, it's been a great road. It's a rough road, um, but yeah, I can't believe it's been four years ago. So yes, and I'm here kind of help managing uh, both our teenage son and uh, his hockey career. So pretty good <laughs> academic, so. And meanwhile, you also have a company and you are running the company at the same time. Tell tell our audience what it is that you do, Steph. Yeah, um, I have a company, uh, a PR and marketing company, primarily PR um, called Sedulo. Um, and then um, I'm also teaching at Boston University. So I've managed to keep very, very busy since I've moved out here, which has been good. Um, and I think kind of like uh, most people, the pandemic was kind of interesting. So have just kept plugging along and I love uh, PR especially and marketing and uh, keep busy. Just when my, I'm not at the hockey rink, I'm writing away, calling away, pitching away, so. And you and I uh, bonded over the fact that we're kind of night owls and like to work late at night, right? Yes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in my prime from 3 p.m. in the afternoon till about 1 a.m. in the morning. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I do obviously have to do other things, but I uh, uh, during the day I have to get up at some point. But I do I do love working late into the evening. And my mom used to say I had a fertile mind after three o'clock. So. <laughs> I can agree with that on my end too. Lots of lots of things get done after everyone else goes to sleep, and then that's yeah. when you can actually get some work done. <laughs> yeah, but I think you know, being a mom and uh, you know, wife and a mom, uh, all the things that you have to do for your family too. That's you know, you know I when my kids were younger, like yours, I you would take a break and uh, work whether at school, take a break, and then you know, get back online and work afterwards, so I could spend time with them and do the things I needed to do for my family, but. Uh, it was kind of an, uh, I don't know if I wasn't a night out before, I definitely was after I started my, my, my first business. So, yeah, that is true. I, yeah. And people who are early birds, you know, yeah. Okay. But don't ask me to do an early morning meeting at six or 7am. That's just not my style. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. We're getting uh, a new couch and they called me and said they're coming at six or 45 in the morning. And 
Oh boy, that's going to be a rough one. So anyway. <laughs> right? I know. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the work that you've done in, in the past. And since we are going on a marketing expedition together, um, you know, our listeners love to listen in on ways or ideas or things that they can do in their own business. And, you know, of course, like if they were to hire a professional, what would that look like? How would they work with a PR person? Um, and what kind of things have you done? So like, what are some clients that you serve? How do you serve them? What are some things that you do uh, as a PR professional? Yeah, um, thanks, thanks, Ray. Um, like, like I mentioned before, PR is my passion, but today in today's world, everything is integrated. So um, a lot of times I do uh, f- focus on PR with clients, but I try to partner with people like yourself um, on the marketing end who have expertise. Uh, in fact, we're about to, um, with a partner uh, of mine, embark on a podcast. And I was looking for somebody professional uh, to, to help us with it. And, and you came right up to mine. So, uh, but in terms of uh, clients that I've worked with, um, you know, I started my first business with a partner in Boise, uh, Red Sky PR, and, you know, we really had to be generalists. So worked on all different kinds of um, accounts, uh, people that needed PR. Um, in fact, that's how we met. Uh, College of Idaho, Western uh, College of Idaho was one of those first clients that we worked together and pulled you in to do some video and the advertising uh, uh, segment of the work. Um, but, you know, we had a little office in San Francisco, um, worked, uh, CPG Albertsons was one of our big clients and I've maintained a relationship uh, with them throughout the years. And then um, over the last few years though, I've really focused in the healthcare space and really have a passion for that. And so uh, work with pharmaceutical companies, all different kinds of, I've got a, a healthcare technology company that's actually based in South uh, Salt Lake City. Um, and so helping them with, it's really tell their story because it's really, really important from the very beginning that people either they're in launch or they're, you know, they've been around for a while, just really making sure that they can tell their story um, to not just the media, but um, they're, you know, it's, it's an online world now, which we all know. And so it's important that, you know, they are able to reach their target audience uh, in all different mediums at this point. You know, it's not just about customers that are in the grocery store or, you know, it's about reaching them online, bus stops, all, you know, uh, media, all those different avenues that you can, you know, you, you can actually reach your audience. It's, you know, influencers. So that's kind of what I do is, is really help them tell their story and go from there. And you've, you've managed some crisis PR uh, campaigns or, you know, in the moment when somebody really needs uh, a PR person because something's gone wrong. Tell, tell us about a, a story that, that happened that you helped somebody through some crisis. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do love crisis, not in my personal life, but I do um, love to definitely not in my personal life, but try to avoid that. But um, professionally, I do love it. It's kind of like a puzzle to me to help put together uh, and, and hopefully come up, you know, come out with an, a, a decent outcome, um, help companies, individuals uh, through crisis um, communications. Probably the one that stands out the most to me um, is when Steve Appleton uh, was killed in the plane crash, uh, the Micron CEO, which most people are still familiar with. Uh, We were working with uh, Micron at the time and they were in between uh, corporate communication leaders. And I was working with that team and had, I had gone in on a, it was on a Friday morning. I'll never forget. And I got into work and I had been out at Micron quite a bit. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to, I don't have any meetings out there today. I'm going to, you know, I was dressed down and I'm going to get some work done. And I got in there and I got a, a, a text from one of the team members out there saying, we, we need you to come out here right away. And we can't tell you what it is. 
Um, so I was like, well, okay. Uh, went out there and that's exactly what had happened. Steve Appleton had uh, been uh, perished in, in, the, in a plane crash. And so, you know, a lot of their leadership team was on uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area at the time. So getting everybody back there, helping the team get uh, get a war room set set up, just really putting everything into place to help manage the crisis, keep people calm. You know, everything from you know the the coroner called and they were looking for fingerprints and uh, to identify his body. You know, you know, it's just things that you don't know, you just don't think of on a day to day basis. Um, it was it was really pretty crazy, um, but what I do is go in and, and, and help teams and help companies stay calm, um, help them with their messaging and set up the war room. Um, and, 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 you know, when we ended up uh, doing everything from helping manage the, the initial crisis, they had to stop trading, which that was something that, uh, you know, on, on the, uh, they were pub- they're a public company. So they had to stop trading. That wasn't something that I'd ever dealt with as a PR professional. Um, so there was, it was very complex and complicated uh, and, and very, very sad. Uh, he was much beloved at Micron and uh, not just at, at the Boise site, but around the world. And so there was also that component of helping put messaging together and forums for the teams around the world, people around the world to be able to pay tribute to Steve, to vent, to, to talk about their memories and and send condolences to, to the family. So it was it was really crisis internal. And then we even um, worked with them in terms of um, you know the funeral, um, you know ma- managing the media there. Uh, it was quite a that was it was quite a journey. Um, and I remember one of the toughest things that I ever had to task that I ever have I've ever had in my life in it. It really wasn't PR related, but um, I was tasked to go out and uh, be at the site uh, where he was buried. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to make, sh- and I was tasked with like starting the music that his uh, wife wanted to be, have played as the, uh, uh, as a flyover happened. And um, I was so nervous that I was going to like not press the button, um, you know, at the right time. I just, you know, you just wanted it to be perfect. And, yeah. um, and it sounds like such a menial task, but it was meaningful. And so you just never know uh, in a crisis what you're going to, uh, you know, we're gonna get, right. what's going to happen. But anyway. Yeah, no. And that's why people in the world need people like you to help manage and keep the calm and, you know, what to do and just thinking for them in a way because not only are they dealing with this but they're also you know having to deal with grief and the emotion that came with yeah. it at the same time yeah. so yeah crisis in in communication can definitely be a, a useful uh resource for for when you need it right that's that's exactly i'm so yeah. glad that you could help them in that moment right i remember the story i was working for a, a tv station at the time i remember uh the footage and you know things that came up uh, about it and i remember when that all that was going on so okay i have a couple questions for you, you ready Sure. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your background. What led you into this path of PR and how did you kind of get from A to B? What, what happened in your world? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, let's see if I can remember. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, really when I was in um, high school, I, like there was a lot of my friends were in the AP courses and I was a student, I was a student athlete and didn't take school as probably, I mean, I got good grades, like A's and B's. I could have done better. I was kind of the class clown a little bit. And uh, anyway, but I, I was a decent writer. And so I got into, uh, ended up signing up for one of the AP writing English classes and it really changed my life. Um, I learned that I could be a writer and how much I, I just really, really 
loved writing and communicating. And I had a really, Mrs. Stricker, um, she really pushed me hard. And I ended up then, uh, when I was trying to decide what I was going to do in college, um, I thought about journalism. Uh, I was, you know, I thought maybe I'd be a, a newspaper reporter, reporter or something like that. And then all of a sudden I became aware of this PR, uh, uh, you know, PR marketing track mm -hmm. and thought this really sounds fascinating. So I started down that track uh, really right away in college. Um, I played college softball at one university and then I ended up uh, transferring eventually to Iowa State University where I went for my undergraduate and graduate degree in the and studied in the journalism and PR department and just had great professors and just you know, I just dreamt of, you know, we do study crisis situations and uh, you know, telling stories for big, for big and small brands. And I just fell in love with it. So uh, went to undergraduate school, graduated, uh, got into the sports world a little bit, did sports information, and, and then ended up doing an internship out in Boise, which is how I got there. Along the way in Ames, Iowa, at Iowa State, I met my husband. And so uh, once I was finishing up my master's degree, uh, they, the Big Sky Conference in Boise that was in Boise at, at the time, now in Salt Lake City, um, offered me a full-time job. So I, I coerced my husband, my fiance at, at that time to come out to Boise and worked in sports PR for a little bit, uh, worked with the NCAA. Uh, while I was at Iowa State, I worked in uh, sports information and really liked that. But uh, the, the conference office moved uh, at one point to Salt Lake City, and my husband was teaching at Bishop Kelly, and we really loved Boise, and we wanted to stay there. So, uh, and we were getting ready. To, we started to think about a family. So I went to uh, the YMCA for a little while and helped them open up the West Y and worked there for six years. Uh, uh, really, it was the membership director, um, and, but did some uh, marketing PR, um, and it was a great experience opening up that West Y. Now it's over 20 years old. I can't believe it. Uh, we bought a house behind the West Y, and we're all in, but I just had this inkling or this itch that I really want to just get back into PR. So when my daughter was little, I went ahead and approached a local uh, Boise firm uh, to see if they had anything uh, that I could, you know, get back in uh, to the PR field. And I did uh, and job share for a while. And then that became a full-time and I eventually became a vice president there. And then um, I just started thinking, I, I grew up, my, my father had his, had his own business and it was a family business and back in Iowa in the farming industry. And I always said, I'm never going to own my own business. I am never going to do this. <laughs> I'm never going to do it. But famous last I, words. <laughs> I do. Cause now that's all I do is I, I, <laughs> I either help people start businesses. Yeah. Um, so that's in addition, I think that's one of my bigger passions right now is yeah. I love PR and marketing, but um, I love being my own boss mm -hmm. and I love helping other people start their own businesses. So anyway, uh, I joined up with um, the brilliant uh, Jessica Flynn and we started Red Sky PR uh, and that and had a really good run. And it, it, eventually I decided that I, I needed to make a change and left uh, Red Sky and uh, they've, they've gone on to do some really great things. And uh, I ended up moving, working with uh, in the healthcare industry for a little while as a consultant and then uh, moved to Boston and uh, was the senior vice president of a large global PR agency uh, in the healthcare se sector. Did that for a couple of years. Again, decided I really, I just really wanted to work for myself, even though I'd always sat in the classroom when I was an undergraduate thinking, oh, I really want to work for one of those big agencies. Um, <laughs> it was a great experience. It just wasn't something that I was going to enjoy long term. And now I'm uh, consulting again and uh, helping clients and really, really love it. So. You know, they always say that entrepreneurs don't make great employees. 
<laughs> I would say that's true. I, I, I think that's very true. I don't know that I would be a great employee after I've been an entrepreneur. Yeah. I would just yeah. want to fix it or do something to help it and like yeah. be the leader, right? And and not yeah. be able to be an employee. But yeah. uh, it's it's true. <laughs> it is true. And the one thing about being an entrepreneur is. Um, I like being in charge of my own destiny. I mean, I think the pandemic has been a great, and I know a lot of people that have their own businesses have suffered. And I had a huge scare where I lost a, a really big client at the beginning of the pandemic. And I didn't know what the heck we were going to do. Um, my, my husband's salary at Bishop Kelly uh, just was not going to probably cut it for us to stay out here. And I just picked myself up and got scrappy and I was able to continue to build back what I had lost and everything was fine. I just really like being in charge of my own destiny versus somebody else you know, worried every day, are they going to, am I going to get laid off, you know, or mm -hmm. are they going to close and that kind of thing. I just say, I just believe in myself that, um, you know, I'm the best person to take care of myself and my family. And that's really the, the, the road where I'm at now is uh, just really appreciating uh, working for myself and, and working with some great clients. So. And you have plans for when your husband retires, right? I mean, you, you're you're contemplating on what you're going to do after that, but you're going to continue yeah. with the business, but now you're just going to have to decide where you're going to stay, right? Yeah, exactly. I never thought, like, we love Boise, and uh, we have, we love, I love my house there. Um, we absolutely love it, but it has been really interesting. It's been cool. Like, we thought when we first came out here, like, not only to support my son and son and, and I'm glad we've had a parent out here that was the main thing in case he got hurt um and then I definitely am a momager but you know just really being able to we fell in love with it with New England so we're really trying to figure out uh once Wes retires in a year or two kind of where we want to land um I, I can't see us ever completely selling our house but I also can't I don't my, my daughter is uh she goes to College of Idaho. She's in Caldwell mm -hmm. and uh, go Yotes. And uh, she wants to go to grad school out here. Uh, I don't know. It's it's really, it's a, it's a whole different place. Right. But uh, we are trying to kind of figure out like how we're going to settle in. And I'm working on some things, obviously, with you that we talked about um, in terms of a podcast and doing some influencer things to maybe give us that option. Yeah. Uh, to maybe stay out here a bit and, and go back and forth. So from Boise to Boston, all they need to yeah. do at Boise Airport is just make a direct flight, right? And then you could just yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> and they're, they're getting more. They did I heard direct they just got to Atlanta, so you're getting yeah. closer. <laughs> yeah, no, we just, I guess it just did uh, New York and Nashville. That's right. That, that, um, yeah, recently, I heard that too. So, so they, you never know. Um, it's not so bad. Um, we usually go to Salt Lake. Um, which is a quick flight. And then there's a, there is a direct from Salt Lake, or you can go to Seattle. There's a little bit bigger of a layover, but mm -hmm. uh, you can get to uh, Boston fairly easy. It's, it's not, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a hike, but right. uh, it's not, you wouldn't have to go, you know, three different airports, which is good. So, yeah. Well, and during the pandemic too, I'm sure that, uh, you know, flying is a different, a little bit different now, but um, I'm sure eventually it'll get a little easier and flying won't be as, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, you've flown a few times during the pandemic. What was it we, like we for you? Have, I have, yeah, we have. My, my my family and I have flown a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, we don't want this to continue, but it has been nice. You get a lot of extra room. Yeah. Um, you know, the only you know, it's every other seat or. Uh, sometimes I'll get bumped up to first class and I'll have the whole row to myself and I don't really complain, but we need it to get back to full force. And I, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. we'll do that soon. And um, anyway, so yeah. Yep. So I'm calling it BC before COVID and AC after COVID. So that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, exactly. get there, but uh, 
Yeah. So, okay. Uh, you, you obviously are teaching a couple classes at uh, Boston, at Boston university and I'm at Boise state. So you get yeah. to be a speaker at my, my class and I get to speak at your class. Yeah. And, um, but what are you, what are you teaching right now? Portfolio. And what was the other one? I've got portfolio. I've got two sections of portfolio and I've got ad management, which I think is very similar to what you're teaching at Boise mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of fun to hear that you're teaching that. And then also teaching uh, fundamentals of creativity. Um, I have an undergraduate, a mixed undergraduate and graduate uh, section of that. Um, it was really awesome. I just was able, you know, having you on the uh, in class recently uh, to talk to my students, my portfolio students about what they need to succeed. It was really awesome. So been great to reconnect and it's our paths are very similar and yeah. we have some similar habits too so <laughs> yes exactly and i did uh order that book that you recommended that you uh use in your class the whipple or what was it called um oh it's in the other room but the yeah, whipple the, the, hey whipple sniff i think it, it yeah <laughs> anyway it sounds like it's got a crazy title but it is a great marketing book um and uh it, it's really easy to read and um, anyway, I would, and it's about creativity, but it also is about the advertising, uh, because I mean, I'm, I've done a lot of PR. So the, the thing about BU, um, I was teaching some PR, just one or two PR classes, but they needed somebody this year to teach full-time in the ad track. And that like, it, it's been, I've been, I was out of my, over my skis a little bit, uh, in terms of the advertising, um, classes, but it's been great in terms of, you know, really learning more of the, about the industry and how to blend the two together and really be mm -hmm. effective but yeah, so. yeah okay so i found it it's um hey whipple squeeze this the classic guide to creating great ads by luke sullivan and edward botches botches folks folks edward folks in fact he was teaching <laughs> The yeah. classes before I was teaching it, um, uh, amazing, brilliant man. And I always call it Hey Whipple Sniff in my class because uh, I can't remember the whole title. So sorry. Yeah. I didn't that. But anyway, no, my, and now my students know like that it's, it's Hey Whipple Sniff. sniff so there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are what are some other resources or other um, books or maybe podcasts that you listen to or things that uh, our listeners could glean? You know, just a glimpse of what it is that you get where you get your information from. Yeah. Um, you know, I really um love there's a um erica nardini who is the ceo of Bartol, barstool sports um she does it's it's kind of it's got a, a marketing focus uh the state of the industry she has amazing guests she's a little um not raunchy but maybe rowdy um so if you have you know, some language uh, you know i don't personally swear a lot but i don't mind it it's not that bad but yeah, i just want to you know, like wouldn't have it on the if you have a, you know, some young kids might want to, it's not, it's not too bad, but anyway, uh, so that's one of my favorites. I'm, I, I really love podcasts. Um, uh, there's uh, the other person that has really inspired me. Um, and I read religiously. Um, well, I love medium. I don't know if anybody uses medium, but, um, uh, you know, I, there's so many great writers on there and there's a guy named Benjamin Hardy, um, that I absolutely love. Um, he is, um, and uh, let's see, I think he's a PhD in psychology, but he all about behavior and motivation. And I'm always taking like, I'm always taking workshops and those kind of things uh, from, from different people, but him, especially um, he, he's got one called amp right now that I, that I love. And I, uh, I'm going through it just, and he kind of helps you uh, really think about your goals and how to make them come to fruition. He has this really neat program this year where um, you pay a, a pretty a pretty steep amount up front, but if you achieve all of your goals based on everything he does with you, you get all the money back. So it's wow. really, yeah. So it's really, he's really amazing. Um, and then in Boise, 
one of my favorite people, uh, Rhonda Conger. I don't know if you know Rhonda, but um, she was one of the, her son is a great hockey player, older than my son, but she's, they're kind of the reason that her, she and her family are the, kind of the, one of the reasons we found out about prep school and moved out here. She's amazing. Um, she's got a podcast and uh, daily uh, inspirational emails and a book called Better Humans uh, that I that I really love. Um, and I give it to everybody that I meet. I try to, uh, so Rhonda, uh, and she speaks there locally. She's a great speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whenever she's always positive. Yeah, I've and- heard her speak before at the Women in Leadership Conference at Boise State. And it, yeah, she's just phenomenal. She, you know, she's a little raunchy too, but she, you know, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, to listen to her. She's such high energy, right? I mean, and she just brings everybody together and you cannot sleep while you are, I mean, you're going to be like wide yeah. awake watching her speak because she's yeah, definitely yeah. got, and I, you know, I've had her book signed. And so, because I ended up with a couple copies, I too gave it to people. I'm like, you've got to read this, be a better human. And she's got another one out now too. Um, I can't yeah, think of the name of it. I think three all together. Um, okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but that's that's one of my favorites. Um, I think she just relaunched Better Human, I get, I think, uh, uh-huh. recently. Okay. Like, updated it. So anyway. I didn't really she's, she has a podcast. I'll have to go download that one too and add it to my list. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's just once a week and I think for like half an hour. So it's not a, a real long one, but she, yeah. she's she covers some good, really good topics. Um, uh, and it's just, like I said, that uh, her whole family and her, she's, they're just amazing, an amazing family. Her son's actually yet back out here, the oldest one that plays hockey. And it's, oh. uh, so hopefully I'm, he's going to graduate and we'll get to see her. So uh, anyway, uh, so if you want a local favorite, Aronda Kronger, she's a great speaker. And um, uh, anyway, just a great all around human being. Right. And she is the vice president of Corey Barton Holmes, right? And she yes. you know, yeah, led a team through all the years and yeah. um, and she's pretty much leading the company now from my understanding. And she, she just has a lot of good wisdom and things that she's done to help lead her team and keep them, you know, going. And they've, they have been award-winning and have built so many yeah. homes and, and all this uh, in this area. So yeah, definitely. Something and I, I, can't, I don't know the current stat, but at one point they were leading the nation in that in their price point mm-hmm. um i mean so they're doing that C, it's cbh they rebranded oh, right. used to be Martin, and um anyway they are they're not just doing amazing things locally but um on the national scale in fact and our first little home was one of Corey's first homes out in uh, columbia village so i've always had a, a you know we had a great experience then and yeah. great guy and um it's been fun to see how he's grown the business and yeah. um you know i think he's still involved in the company but Rhonda does play a big part in the day-to-day running of, of the company that's, yeah that's sort of my understanding and, and yeah cbh homes we had that was our first home too um when we when drew and i moved back from seattle we had a, a, a cory barton home so it's, yeah. A, yeah. it's a common theme for sure um, okay, so we talked about uh, can, some people that have inspired you, but what are your kind of your goals and your aspirations? Like, what do you see in the next year, five years? Like, uh, we've talked about it, but share with our listeners, what do you want to have happen? I know this this is a big goal for you. Yeah, I, like I said, I've always loved what I do, but I'm ready and I, but I've done it for a lot of other people. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've done the PR, I help them tell their story. And I'm, you know, 50 some years old and I'm just ready to tell that, tell my story. Yeah. Um, and I have a, a great partner who's younger than I am that works with me. Her name's Wendy Ralph and um, she's a great writer. And we've been working together for quite a while now, uh, really have a great click. So I really want to, um, and it, it's not all about me, but I want to 
I've probably helped, oh gosh, probably over 200 people, like over the last 10 years, start their own comp business. Yeah. And so I, I really want to focus on that. So I want to be able to, Wendy and I want to be able to help people, especially women. Uh, I think I told you the other day that our, our goal is going to try to help uh, a million women start yeah. businesses. Um, we, That's you know, crazy. this is the time, um, the pandemic has been, it's been hard on everyone, not just women, but, right. um, you know, a lot of women have had to go back into the home because kids are, we have to be in homeschooled and, uh, you know, and they've had to make people, the families have had to make choices and women have had to make some choices or to care for, uh, parents and, and grandparents. And so, uh, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of unsettling, uh, so it's unsettling right now. And so I think this is the perfect time to inspire people to think about starting their own business, um, moving forward and you know, kind of taking control of their own destiny. Um, you know, it's the American dream is to you know have your own business. And I think we're kind of in that moment right now with some, uh, whether you were a Trump fan or you're a Biden fan, either way, I just think we're in a moment with the pandemic and a lot of things, you know, there's been a lot of happening, you know, mm -hmm. um, flooding, uh, ice storms, just a lot of things happening. I think people are looking for hope and I think it's time to, you know, reinvigorate the American dream. And so I hope to be part of that and help women start businesses uh, and men too. I, like I said, I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but um, anyway. But supporting the journey that they need to go through in order to yeah. get their business going and starting. And yeah. I'm looking forward to that too, because I think that there's some things that we'll get to help you do along in that journey to, to help yeah. these women or men get their businesses started and yeah. the things that they'll need to do that. And Wendy's a, a, a designer and a photographer, right? And so yeah, and, she and also, she's also um, a writer, mm -hmm. an award-winning writer, just multi-talented. And so uh, she's, she's be very complimentary to her skills. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we're going to do is we help, like we, I, like I said, I've always helped people with their PR, uh, marketing, mm -hmm. those kind of things, but, uh, you know, partner with, with someone like you who can help fulfill versus us doing that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, helping people set up with their businesses, let them know what they need and then hire people like you to actually help them, you know, start a podcast. Um, I, we did, I don't want to be editing that every week. I don't even, I'm sure I'll know what I'm doing at some point, but, you know, <laughs> finding professionals uh, that are passionate to help in some of the areas that I've typically been in that role before, Wendy and I have been in that role. We want to help inspire people um, and then uh, partner with people like you to uh, make their entrepreneurial dreams come true so right yeah whether they need the website or the videos that go on it or their social yeah. media or all the fulfillment side so you can put the strategy and plan in place and help with the messaging and the communication that they need to do and then yeah like you said we can help fulfill that and make that happen i'm excited about that part too thank you <laughs> yeah um okay so in your business along the way you've had people that you've maybe called on to support you right coaches always need coaches who are some people that you've had help you along the way? Who are your helpers that got you to where you are now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I've been lucky uh, starting even when I was, uh, you know, in junior high and high school, I, was, I said I was an athlete. So I've had a lot of coaches and I think that's 
that, that's why I'm always so positive. And I, I was always in leadership roles kind of growing up. And so a lot of mentors along the way that um, my, my, my family, they're very hard workers, uh, had their own business that was in the farm industry. And there's a lot of ups and downs. It was back in the 70s when there, you know, there was recession back then. And um, so, you know, I, I my family and then, of course, I, I can't, you know, I got a, my husband, uh, you know, we've been married for, oh my gosh, almost 30 years. And, um, Congratulations, you know, by the way, that's kind of like an yeah. anomaly these days. Yeah. And, and, and so, <laughs> I, I like one's living in one place and the other, although it's kind yeah. of worked out nicely, we <laughs> definitely don't bicker anymore. Like when we're together, um, and we didn't bicker a lot before, but it's just not, you're like, why would we argue, spend our time arguing about anything? So yeah. um, it's been, it's been kind of good. And he spends all the summers out here, but anyway, yeah. um, he's always been this, he's inspired me. He's one of those, he's been at Bishop Kelly as long as we've been married. He's happy in his job. He loves working with kids and um, Bishop Kelly is just a phenomenal place for a uh, phenomenal high school. And so, um, you know, he's been inspiring, just always stay the course. And I like to kind of hop around sometimes. So he's been good and always been really supportive. And we were lucky with him being a teacher. I've been able to do my thing. And, um, you know, I work all the days of the year, pretty much just like you, um, but he had the summers off and he eventually quit coaching also. And so we didn't, you know, during the summers, he was home with the kids or after school, he could go get the kids. And it was really single night. It's really, it's really, really nice um, to have that support and, and it's been really inspirational. Um, I've definitely had also some great, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, some great mentors um, in, in my life. Uh, people, I've, I, I really believe in when, if you're going to look for a job and, and, you know, you know, when you're applying for a job and going through the process, you, people are referencing you, like they're digging into you, but I've always thought from the, and I, from the very beginning, when I started, like, it's really important for me to work for the right people and the right kind of person or the right in the right culture. And so if I'm going to have a boss uh, that I'm going to report to or people that I'm going to work with, I'm going to like dig in and, and really understand what I'm, I'm getting myself into. And then I, that also helps me understand like what I need to do to fit in or if it's not going to be a fit. And so, you know, that's, that's always, I've always had really, really great bosses and people that I look up to. There's a, a guy um, in Boise, um, a lot of, a lot of people are uh, aware of him. He's at St. Luke's, uh, his name's Dave Self. I met him. Um, I think you might have done some work with us on uh, yeah. primary health, not yeah. the medical uh, the doctor, but but primary health when they had the insurance company, mm-hmm. uh, any of the payer. And anyway, so I met Dave when he came from Seattle, and um, you know he's just always a really great uh, uh, person. I don't I don't really do anything without talking to Dave uh, on a business. He, he just got really great insight. So to have someone like that mm-hmm. uh, to to talk to, and then just uh, you know the one thing I miss about Boston. And probably one of the bigger influences in my life is I've got people like you, like in Boise, I have my girlfriends that I can, mm-hmm. you know, have lunch with. And like once a week or once or twice a week, I would try really hard to right. get out at least once a week and meet with another woman mm-hmm. um, and just talk about everything from family to uh, what they're doing professionally, what's going on in the community. And I've found a little bit of that in Boston, but not, I don't have my little uh, tribe as I do back in Boise and well, so the I do back is yeah. probably kind of put you set you back just a little bit because now you can't go out and go to a restaurant exactly people eat now yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's not only being away from Boise but the pandemic has been mm-hmm. uh you know hard to catch up with people also so anyway 
I miss that. A lot yeah. of a lot of great women in my life uh, that have helped uh, inspire me to keep going, and and I try to do the same for them. I always try to give people uh, something, you know, uh, uh, when I'm talking to them, or try to help them in some way. Right. Okay, so since we are on a marketing expedition together, we're going through this journey, what are some things that you have used in your own business to help you promote and get new business in the door? What What are some tactics that you've taken that have helped you with your business? I think the biggest thing, and I was just talking to my students about this today because we were talking about uh, in my ad management class about um, new business. And they were asking me like, how do you get new business? And I would have to say that from a very young age, my father drilled in my head that you just always, you just keep busy and do a really work hard and do a really good job, like, you know, and deliver on what you're gonna, you say you're gonna do. And I have been so fortunate over my career, whether I've, uh, whether I was with Red Sky and we had that team, but, you know, we always really strive to give best in class, um, you know, service and, um, and, 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 and not just service, but building those relationships and that, that trust with people. And so almost all of my business throughout all of these years, and I never thought I'd say all of these years, but has really been about building relationships and building trust with clients and doing a good job. Even now, like with my clients, I tell them like, if you're not happy, I'm not going to, I'm not going to charge you. You know, I really want to make sure that, and if we have an issue, I want you to bring it up right away. And so that's been, it sounds maybe kind of old fashioned, but um, you're not going to get, uh, you know, the, the reputation that you need um, to be successful in anything that you do if you don't deliver on what you say you're going to do and always be looking to to deliver best in class and, and working really hard. So A, that's probably the biggest thing. I still, that's how I get that's how I built my clientele here uh, or in most of them around the country is I got one and then I got another and I just keep getting referrals because we deliver on, on and, and people forget that you think, yeah, it's, it's super important. Um, you know, we, I've been, you know, social media, um, I'm very active. I, I use Facebook a little bit different. Um, I use that uh, to get to know the clients. Most of them are on Facebook eventually. And it's, you know, and to keep in touch with media and those kind of things. Uh, Twitter has been big in terms of uh, keeping relationships with the media, helping uh, connect with them, not just with what we're, I'm doing as a professional or a, as an organization, but also, you know, what they're covering and what they're doing. Um, so I don't know, relationship building, working hard and being able to get referrals. That's what's taken me through the pandemic is people like things just kept, um, business just keeps popping up until I can't really handle anymore. Um, so it's your, your reputation really is, uh, your most precious asset that you have in your business. And I would encourage you to always, you know, keep that to the forefront if you're, uh, in any kind of business. I love it. No, that is, that is definitely a quotable moment stuff relationships are your biggest asset in your business yeah. <laughs> that's a that's good good stuff right there yes. um well, how do people get a hold of you how do they work with you if they need your uh pr services yeah um obviously uh, i you can give me a call or um, shoot me a, a, an email. Uh, you could send it to uh, S-T-E-P-H-W-O-R-R-E-L-L -L at 
think at T-H-I-N-K, Sedulo, S-D-U-L-O dot com. Um, shoot me an email and or uh, 208-484-9470. I'm a big texter. So and I never, I would, you know, I never, I usually don't turn down a text if, if you need something. So always willing to uh, take a phone call or, or um, a text and set something up so we can connect. Oh yeah. And what made you think of the name of your, of your company? Um, Sedulo is Latin for um, go thoughtfully. So um, that's kind of how I um, thought, I, I don't know, I did a lot of branding. I went through the branding process. Um, for once I used it on myself. And uh, anyway, I uh, then worked uh, to come, come up with a Sedulo. I really liked the meaning of it. Um, and Sedulo itself was not available. So we did think Sedulo. So oh, that's awesome. I love it. I think that we've pretty much covered a lot. Is there anything that you would like to share with our audience in terms of what they can do to build their brand and their bottom line? Your final thoughts, Steph. Yeah. As I mentioned, again, your rep, it, it's all about your reputation and doing good work. That's the first thing you need to do. You, you will, you'll not succeed if you can, if you can't deliver on that. So that's the first and foremost. And then, you know, be willing to, one of the things that I have, always believed in is, uh, you know, I, I, I just staying with the, not with the times, but keeping up on, you know, not being that 50 year old person that, you know, doesn't understand how to use social media or at least understand technology. And I think that's, it's really important because more than ever, uh, again, because of the pandemic, like everyone is online. So as you're building your business, you, you need to understand or hire people like you, Ray and Peppershock to, help them help deliver um, an online presence, um, a social media strategy, um, you know, and, but even though you're not delivering it, like uh, trying to understand, making sure you understand what you're spending your money on uh, and, and then hiring the right people um, to, to deliver on that. So I think those are probably the two things, uh, reputation, work hard, and then stay up with the technology. And if you don't understand it, get somebody uh, like Pepper Shock and and the the team to uh, help you, deliver so well thanks for that plug that was nice <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan so I'm not, i didn't mean to do that but um i've always been a big fan of pepper shock and, and ray allen for sure so, uh, anyway. oh you're too kind well thank you steph for sharing all of your quotable wisdom and and moments with us and the stories that you had to tell and share i'm sure that our listeners will appreciate that uh, from you so thank you very much for your time steph Sure. Thanks for having me. It's been a, been a pleasure. So and an honor. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, please go and subscribe and share our podcast and give us some reviews. And until next time, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.